We don't train to fight. We train to stop fight. Welcome in to Like a Man. I'm your host, Miles Nilsson. On today's show, we're going to talk about martial arts. I brought on Terrence Lee. He's the owner of GSH Elite Martial Arts. It's a gym here in Northwest Arkansas. We discuss Taekwondo, kickboxing, and Tai Chi. We also talk about the benefits of doing martial arts. Let's listen in. How did you get started with martial arts? Which martial art did you get into first? Why don't you kind of tell us your journey and your story? Yeah, it is a funny story. Um, before this, I also work on a corporate job. But before the corporate job, my previous life is I'm a co-owner of a restaurant in town. So that took most of my life away. If uh, any of your audience ever run a restaurant, they would know. With that said, I missed a lot of you know family time with my kids and my wife. So back then, I still work I like work out afterwards. Afterwards, that means 11 p.m. or midnight out of the restaurant. So I go to this 24-hour gym in town on J Street. So we will work out there and go home. And after about six months, and the owner of the gym says, hey, we're going to close the uh, 24-hour service because it ain't worth it. It's only like a couple of you coming in. That's all. So I got nowhere to go to, to, to work out. By then, my kids was four. Nathan was four. Jasmine was five. And we were looking for some activity for them to do. And there is a ATA, that's the short for American Taekwondo Association, across street from the restaurant that I run. So we went there to check it out, enrolled my, both my kids. I was like, oh, I like it. Let's do it. And the instructor then told me, uh, we only charge two membership per family. Daddy, if you want to come in, here is a uniform. So he threw me a uniform. He threw my wife in uniform. And then I was like, uh, okay, this is kind of odd. So we went home, take my kids to a couple classes. And I was like, now I got nowhere to work out. Maybe I'll give it a try because I can, you know, steal one hour out of the restaurant life, just come here to take a class. So I did. I started with a white belt at the age of 35. And from that day on, I never stopped since. You were hooked yes. from that day and my, on. My kid did, so they stopped. You know, most of the kids do. Uh, they went to pianos and violins. After six years, they came back under me to train. So now I'm a higher rank over them. <laughs> so good. If they wouldn't quit, they would be a higher rank than I do. They would have been higher rank than you because they got to start sooner. They start first, yes. So the way the rankings go, why don't you kind of explain that a little bit and kind of the symbolism behind each of the rankings as well? Sure. Uh, traditionally, Taekwondo has six color belts. That's very long time ago. And then after they come to United States, it becomes nine different belts. Then after those nine belts, you are testing for a black belt. And after the black belt, it has degrees. Most of the people think that would be their ultimate goal. So a lot of people quit training after they earn their black belt. 
which I feel is a shame because the real deal is just about to start after the blood bill. The training gets harder, the ask gets more, the details start to show, all that kind of stuff. So after blood bill, you have a first degree in our system uh, discipline. You stay at least for one year before you are able to test for second with your instructor's permission. And once you pass the second, you stay for two years before you go to three. Three years before you go to four, four years before you go to five. So when I start right now, 15 years, I'm a 50. I love what you said about how everybody thinks that getting to the black belt is the final place where you want to go, but that's actually the beginning if you really want to get into it. I told my students, if your goal is the belt, you will stop once you have it. But if your goal is to achieve a healthier life, you will never quit because the belt doesn't mean much to you anymore if that is not your primary goal. That happens to a lot of people from my teaching career. They set their goal at a black belt. Once they earn it, that's it. Then they're done. They're done. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because at the gym that we go to, I see a lot of black belts and I kind of think, how did they get there? But then I see the ones that, like you're saying, with the advanced degrees, they are the true experts in it. It does take time. You're not just going to get to a black belt, then you're an expert because there's so many small details. Like with I see with my kids training, there's just so many small details and you can tell the instructors want to tell them everything, but they just have to kind of let them step-by-step get to that point. That's exactly right. Because martial arts has two parts, right? Martial and arts. You really can learn a art in a very short period of time. So in those nine color builds, most of the school will advance students every two to four months. It depends on their system. Everybody do it differently. But all that you will see with your kids too, they will start to advance from white belt to orange belt to white uh, yellow belt with a little bit more advance. But after they spend two years time or two or three years time, they finally become a black belt. But that doesn't make them a martial artist yet. The true grind starts from there. As you know, the example, I'm a fifth degree. I have to stay with my material for five years. And how to overcome that boredness and you still not giving up. That is the true training for your mind. This is just blowing my mind because in my mind, I was like, hey, let's get you guys to black belt. And then we'll be good to go. But it's no, that's like the beginning. That is the beginning of the journey. I have to emphasize that. That's the beginning of the martial art journey after you earn the black belt. You can get the basics down, but if you want to become an artist, that's when you got to keep going. Yes, sir. Let's kind of go into kickboxing and how you train for that. Our kickboxing program is more towards to a self-defense designed less of the competition orientation. So when students coming in, we will teach them how to throw a proper punch, your jab, your cross, how to throw a proper hook, your uppercut, your liver shot, and that's your upper body. And lower body kick is harder. 
compared to your punches. Then we will teach you how to throw a proper push kick, front kick, round kick, side kick. That's the basic kick that you see in the kickboxing. And kickboxing does not have a ground game. It's all standing up. So through that workout, you will gain confidence the way you carry yourself, the confidence in you that will help you naturally to avoid many of the conflicts in life. And with all this basic uh, hand and uh, punches and kicks, it creates so many different combinations that you can use it strategically to offense or defense. That's the beauty of it with all that basic stuff. And you can miss the match. Have you ever had any of your students have to use it in self-defense? One time, yes. Uh, this is not my student, but one of my instructors. When they are in a younger age, but one time, I believe uh, they're in the mall and somebody tried to, I believe, rob a lady's purse and they running towards them. He was walking with his friend and then he saw that. And when the bad guy was running towards them, he was stepping aside, but he threw a spin hook kick and knocked the guy right on the floor. No way. Uh, yeah, because that's come from nowhere. He looks, he's evading, but he's making a spin. So that's a pretty cool stuff. <laughs> that is pretty cool. You know, it's funny too, because with patterns, for example, that you do in Taekwondo. So before I get into that, why don't you explain to us what patterns are? So all the little moves that we designed to make them together, uh, we call it forms. In Korean, it's called punse. And in, in karate, Japanese, people call it kata. And in Mandarin, we call it taolu. It all means the same thing. It's a series of moves designed by the grandmaster in each discipline to teach students in different levels what they need to learn. Say white belt's form will be a very ancient level. You probably have some punches and knife hand strikes, maybe one side kick. But as you move out to orange belt form, your form will get a little bit more complicated and so on. So in that form, it does bury a lot of self-defense skills. Sometimes it shows, obviously, sometimes it doesn't. And it depends on your instructors, how they decode the moves, put that into a self-defense instruction. And then a lot of students will be like having a aha moment, like, oh, this is how you use that. Because some of the moves you will see, if you search YouTube on different disciplines, you'll be like, what, is, what do they do? What does that mean? So a lot of moves are hidden by design. And then it depends on the instructors to uncode them to share with the students on that part. Really? Yes. That is and awesome. That, that specially showed in Tai Chi. Because Tai Chi, we can probably totally have a different conversation. Tai Chi looks smooth, but it's a very effective self-defense martial art. That is awesome. So, <laughs> so while we're on Tai Chi, why don't you tell us a little bit about Tai Chi and the training for that one as well. Okay, uh, very brief. Tai Chi originated like maybe four or five year, uh, hundred years ago in China. 
I believe everybody is familiar with the emblem uh, right here. We call it yin yang, right? Yes. Actually, there are two fish, black fish and white fish, and with the opposite color of the eyes. So that combined make the Tai Chi emblem. So when you say there's an internal calmness, tranquility, that goes one part, but the other part is actually the martial application. That makes the Tai Chi whole as a round. And a lot of people here only get the health benefit part, but a lot of uh, instructors even, they're not able to unlock the martial application part. So actually learning Tai Chi in the class, we do a, a lot of kickings, some self-defense explanations, and we have people practice joint locks, sometimes takedowns, that kind of stuff. Takedowns in Tai Chi. Uh-huh, like throws. Wow. It's very, it's very different than what people normally understand. And that's what I enjoy doing it. So <laughs> just in the in in the, in one word, Tai Chi can fight. Tai Chi can fight. Tai Chi can fight. And Tai Chi is like a principle. It's the ultimate principle. And when you use it, when you utilize it, it's not slow at all. Mm-hmm. It should not be slow. But when you train, Tai Chi utilizes slow method to present the art itself. So, Terrence, I want to shift gears here. In the world that we're in, not everybody is going to be fighting every day, right? It gives you confidence to learn these things because if that ever comes up, just like your instructor who kicked the guy in the face, it's going to be useful and you're going to be grateful that you had it, but you hope that you never have to use it. So other than the benefit of having that confidence, what other ways has learning martial arts with Taekwondo and kickboxing and Tai Chi how has that benefited your life? Um, I would say this, it, it affected me greatly because by in the daily basis when we teach kids or adults, my, my student range is from four to 73 in my studio. So when we teach them kick and punches, we're actually teach them more than that, beyond that. What, is, what about self-control? What about discipline? What about perseverance? When you need to do your material for three years, four years, five years, what is the true meaning of not giving up? And we also have an instructor program. We will invite a select handful of students to come join us to train them, become a, a instructor. But through the training, they will have public speaking techniques. Everything that we teach them through the punch, they will apply to their school life, workplace, family life as well. I think that's the most rewarding thing that I do for martial arts because it's not just punch and kicks. Traditional martial arts is very different than fighting. We don't train to fight. We train to stop fight. So the mentality, the mindset is totally different than the mixed martial art uh, world. Both sides has a good and bad advantage and disadvantage. That's why I love traditional martial arts. That's the reason. We train more to their mind through the physical training. 
So training your mind is my ultimate goal to make you a better person. I love how you're not training them to fight, but how not to get in a fight, which can come from the habits that they learn and the discipline, like you're saying. And it's interesting because when my kids started going, honestly, I was kind of doubting. And I thought, ah, that sounds more like a sales pitch. But as I watch my kids, I am convinced that it is very true. They are more disciplined, especially my oldest son, who's been doing it now. He's a blue belt and seeing the transformation in him and not only with emotional resiliency, but also with his body getting stronger and he does have more discipline and he is a good boy and he was a good boy before. Don't get me wrong but I can see the benefits of it. And my girls that are doing it now too, it's the same thing. They're just, that discipline really does kick in and there's something about it. Challenge that I have is I have eight kids that are very close in age together. And every parent in the America at least wants to take their kids to soccer and baseball and basketball and all these things. And I couldn't do it. I, I did soccer, but I couldn't do all those other sports. And I just had this idea of, hey, I, I should try martial arts and take them to that. And then I just a one-stop shop. But the benefits that I'm seeing from it are tremendous. I've seen other kids too that were in the same classes and the same thing with them from when they began to now. So I'm, I'm a believer in everything you just summarized there. Yes, good things happen slow. Good value takes time to build. And a lot of people don't have patience. And... That's another thing we're trying to promote is the patience. Nowadays, everything happens so fast and we demand the speed. My cell phone, my, my internet speed, my everything. But I believe we need to slow down. And those couple hours, you know, three, four, five hours a week is not enough, but it gets all the kids off the electronics and really, you know, search within start from the very basic, their own body and what everybody can do for you, all that kind of stuff through martial arts. To your point, it is a tremendous art. I'm glad and I'm lucky to get in touch with when I was 35. You know, I love the principle of patience and I'm going to veer completely off topic here, but I try to make bread weekly. And when I first started, I was always like, let's get this done. And I'd always think, man, this is taking so long. But I bought a book from a baker who's very famous. And he said the two most important ingredients in making bread is time and temperature because the temperature affects the time. And he said the best bread comes from slow rises. So I was going from recipes where it would take an hour to do the bulk rise, the first rise to where his takes 12 to 14 hours. And I will tell you the difference in taste is so much better with the slow rise. And that lesson has carried over to these other things like what you just said with martial arts. People want to be a black belt now and they want to be the grandmaster now, but the best things in life take time and patience and practice. And it's going to taste better. It's going to feel better. It's going to look better. Everything. If you just add that one ingredient of time. That is true. 
your bread story is very close to the Tai Chi theory. Slow is harder than fast. Everybody can do fast. Nobody can take on slow. So if you can master slowness, you can be fast at any time. I love that. Well, Terrence, we're getting close to the end here. What advice would you give people who are looking to start? One best suggest I can share today for those people wanted to get under, uh, get to know more about martial arts or you're looking for a better self, a lot of adults, especially coming to my studio, say, I want to lose weight. I have this goal, this goal. My advice to everyone is to set a goal, but take baby steps. Do one thing at a time and do it every single day. Three push-ups. Not 30, not 50, three push-ups. If you can do three push-ups every single day, then you can do something different. Most people got trapped inside the mindset, oh, I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to, you know, they lost in numbers. Oh, I'm going to bench press 450, 250, 150. And then they got hurt or they got frustrated and then they stopped. And their goal never get to happen. So it depends on how bad you want it. Once you set up the goal, okay, I want to have this goal. I'm going to drop 10 pounds by May. Set up the goal, work backwards, and work every day. Baby steps, be consistent. That's my suggestion. By the way, for those listening, parents could probably do 300 push-ups every day. Well, fun story, real quick. When I was in the army, in Taiwan army, one night we do, uh, I led a push-up session for the whole company. 250, one down, two ups. It's not regular push-ups. So when I say one, you go down, you can't touch the floor. When I say two, you push up and that counts one. Uh And we did 250 of them. The next morning, everybody can raise their arms. Nobody can. Have you ever had experience like you're running so much or you train your leg so much the next day you can't get up the stairs? Or sit down on the toilet? Yes, uh-huh. I've had that before. So yes. that that do that to your triceps. <laughs> so. Well, Terrence, thanks for joining me today. It was nice having you. My pleasure. Something that came to me while I was recording this episode with Terrence was There are principles that can be learned across many different things. For example, in this one, I was able to liken baking to another lesson that you can learn doing Taekwondo or kickboxing or Tai Chi. There's a lot of good principles that men can use and apply to their own lives. I hope today's episode helped you. We're going to end this one with another mystery sound. Reach out to me and let me know what your guess is. This one should be an easy one. Yeah, that comes off real easy.